Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Oh, hi. Hello. How are you guys? Welcome to a brand new Gutting the Sacred Cow episode. Sorry for the delay for the episode. Here we are. New episode. JL Calven returns to take down the absolute treasure gem Inside Out. Yes. Why does Inside Out have five emotions but no heart? Well, today we find out. Arguably one of the top 10 Pixar films. Who is co-hosting? George Newman, the fan favorite fan gutter but this time he sits in as co-host as jl tries to turn inside out right side in right ha there you go enjoy the episode gather round here's what i know it's just that this cow has got to go Three, two, one. There are no two words in the English language more harmful than good job. George Newman, guest host, usually sitting in the other chair, but today sitting co-side saddle to his buddy, me. George Newman, what film is that quote from? That would be Whiplash. Excellente. JL's making a face. He's going there trying to get those circles, gets the square stealing that puppy, but... Bowser, good one. I love that quote. Kevin, that's goes, a great movie. Oh, listen, that was another one. We talked about it pre-taping. That was horseshit that that film lost to Birdman. I will not regret those words now, ever, or even in the past. Ridiculous. Kevin Goatee, George Newman guest those with JL Calvin. JL trying to get on the right side of five, trying to get to 500. Excuse me. I think he's got a one for three. Yes. He's going, he's going <laughs> to the Hall of Fame in baseball, but at the foul line, he's going in worse than Shaquille O'Neal. JL, I love his choices in films, and I love how this one is also under three and a half hours as his first two films were, of course, being Lawrence of Arabia and 2001 A Space Odyssey, which felt like nine and a half hours. Ugh. 
JL has went down a well. I thought he would never go down because we talk about this quite often. The Pixar wormhole. And this is the, I believe, second Pixar film done. Inside Out. 2015 budget, $175 million. Box office haul, $858 million. Turn that into 2023 money. $227 million budget. billion. I guess John Lasseter's hugs and unwarranted squeezes are worth it because Pixar, my friends, has been making a steady stream of dog shit since. No rebuttal. I'm right. Cool. 100%. I I mean, I obviously, obviously, like my exceptions would be Coco and Toy Story 4. Those are my, but. Coco was, was, wait, what year was Coco? 2017. I, I don't know if he was he ousted by then or not. I mean, Coco's great. So if that's the case, I'll I'll call that an exception. I think he was maybe it had. Well, you got to realize these Pixar movies take so long to make. Right. He probably was there like during the four year process that it takes for these things to get made. So, right. right. Yeah, it's, Toy- it's it's. it's oh, yeah, no, I was just going to say Toy Story 4, man. I mean, you can't. You fell off a cliff. There's no way you can you can only hope to replicate one, two, and three. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like, oh, uh, you kind of tarnished it just a wee. Didn't suck, but again, impossible to follow up those three masterpieces. Inside out, IMDB boys, a scale one through ten. I'm going to you first, JL Calvin. What do you think Inside Out got in the old IMDB? Uh critics love this one. Uh fans love it. Uh George Newman. This movie won an Oscar, didn't it? Uh, I think it did. uh, I think it did. did. I'm sorry. I'll save that for you later. I'm going to say, because I think it did win an Oscar. I'm going to say 9-4. JL Coven. Ooh, just a tinge over. Otherwise, you would have had both showcases. (laughs) 8.1. Right there, nonetheless. I'll give you style points. Rotten Tomatoes, gentlemen, you know the drill. 1 through 100. George, I'm going to you first. Critics. Rotten Tomatoes. 95%. JL Coven. I didn't look it up for this show, but I believe I've seen, I think I've seen in the past 98. So I don't know if that disqualifies me if I'm right. Well, you are right. So it does disqualify you. 98% exactly on the nose. How do you <laughs> appreciate your honesty, that? buddy? Yeah. How do you remember <laughs> I've that? seen it in the past. I, like I said, I didn't look it up for this, but I've I've seen it just looking at lists of Pixar movies in the past. And, it, and it's always obviously right near the top. Audience score to you, JL. Do you recall that one, Memento? <laughs> I don't, but I'll say 97%. George Newman? 88. George Newman has both showcases, 89. Shocking that it was below the critics and below 90 for that matter. Shocking for Thank me. you, people. Thank you. I'm a man of the people, apparently. Quotes? 11% of them. <laughs> Congrats, San Francisco. You've ruined pizza. First Hawaiians and now you. I saw a really hairy guy. He looks like a bear. <laughs> Quote, uh, imaginary boyfriend. Yeah, I live in Canada. And a little, the most subtle, unsubtle dig of our line of them all. Forget it, cake. It's Chinatown. I forgot about that. Cute. JL Coven, what quotes jumped out at you? 
Uh, what quotes jumped out at me from the movie? No, um, from the Declaration of Independence. Yes, right. from the movie. I don't know that any quotes, ju- like, I mean, you just named, of, obviously I recognize the ones you just named. Um, but as far as quotes, I don't I don't know that I had any, like, that, that I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good one. I think you just named the ones that I would even remember from the movie. How about you, George Newman? Anything else to pile on with? Uh, when she's having the nightmare and she sees the pizza with broccoli on it, and it's like, you can eat us. monstrous do that okay let's get ready for five fun facts they wanted to have 27 emotions in this film they wanted to add pride envy trust and even a scheidenfreude who is this editor judd apatow good thing they fired him because that would have sucked (laughs) That would have been a rough one. Uh, Richard Kine, number two, the voice of Bing Bong, was actually crying when he recorded the line, take her to the moon for me, Joy. <laughs> number three, when Riley's dream shifts into nightmares, the, th- the film plays the theme music from Disneyland's Haunted Mansion ride. If you were able to identify that, you are a creepy Disney adult who probably wears a Mr. T style necklace of pins around you, probably doesn't go to the park with the kid, and therefore needs to be chemically sterilized and removed from any children's situations, period. And some harsh shit right there, man. It's, it's true. You, you, it's like one of those people who get married and they got the cake topper of Mickey and Minnie. You just want to throw it at them. <laughs> or impale it on them. Here's Cinderella Castle right in your thorax. Well, you know, because you, you mentioned I just, I'm thinking about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade now. The, when uh, Donovan walks in, you can hear the Imperial March in the background and the piano. Yep. And that's, uh, I'm supposed to know he's the bad guy. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's cooler than the haunted ride. <laughs> I told you not to trust anyone. Didn't uh, God damn, I love that one. Fucking love that movie. Too bad Dial of Destiny had the first act was pretty interesting. And then after that, <laughs> Number three, oh, sorry, four, the console in my kingdom of the, I'm I'm a crystal skull guy. That's, that's that's my, that's your jam. (laughs) (laughs) That film is, I had my, one of my best friend's brothers tries to defend that and (laughs) dial destiny to the hill. No, he, and not ironically either. It's like, oh no, it's a great film. You're wrong. It's not the top three, but you're wrong. It's it's a great (laughs) film. (laughs) I don't take him seriously. He's a Cowboys fan to boot. The console, <laughs> the console and headquarters gets bigger as Riley gets older. I mean, the ending, you, you get the point, but all right. Phyllis Smith, Mindy Kaling, and Bill Hader obviously have one tie-in. They are all in the office together. Also not known, Rashida Jones, who played Cool Girls Emotions. From the classroom, Bill Hader was in the office uh, for a hot for uh, for a hot. I, I don't remember, man. I'm not. I'm yeah. you and I rewatched it. I don't know six months a year ago, and I still couldn't tell you where where he was in it. Mm. I, I know that Will Ferrell had a hot second uh, cameo, but whatevs. We're gonna go get on the fun with the fans in Ask uh, Gutter. At Joe Loves Cam on Twitter. I don't say X. That's stupid. If someone made a movie about what's going on in your head, could there be a version appropriate for a Disney audience? JL, that question is for you. Uh, 
I mean, you could always Disney-fy it. You know, you just it, there'd be a lot of Lewis Black's character. Yep. Um, probably a decent helping of sadness and <laughs> joy. Joy would be more like manic, manic humor, <laughs> not yep. like a bubbly, but like an intense. Uh, you know, so it'd be Lewis Black, you know, Lenny Bruce, and and like a heroin addict. I think just just walking around an office. Just for the level of depression I'm looking for, I don't do heroin, but you know, just to give a vibe of. But then you can't do it. It it, it, would, it couldn't be that obviously for the Disney film, so it would just be, you know, a crazier version of joy, Lewis Black, and uh, sadness. The good thing about pitching scripts, JL would be in the Disney office. It's like, what are you thinking of, JL? How about train spotting, but in cartoon form? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys, sing it. Okay. That's the question. Next question we have coming to you guys is at Pedestrian. Why did Pixar decide that the critical acclaim of Inside Out meant that every other film had to have the same elements? I assume that's a comparison to Elemental. Herman's head. Herman's head. Herman's head. It was Herman's head. That's basically what a, the inspiration of Inside Out. Elemental and like soul, they did kind of start to lean into the, for whatever reason, whether it was politically safer or to like kind of non-specific, non-racially or human or species specific blobs as they're like characters that seem to be like, every other movie had to have just kind of a, it's just a thing. It's a thing floating around. Don't worry, everybody. It'll be fun and funny. And it's just a, a generic thing. <laughs> like the globes that came out of people's chests in Donnie Darko, that kind of blob. Ugh. I only saw that once. Don't rush back to rewatch. <laughs> we just did on the podcast. And I said, uh Oh, I don't think this is well, listen for yourselves at Bjorn the Viking. I will always sing inside out praises. My one stepson is autistic and it helped them deal with and understand his emotions in a great way. I know this is a statement, but wanted to show how this is an uphill battle to gut this movie. Yeah. You're right. It is a statement, Ken Bjorn Turner, and that's cool. No sweat here at Lord Snurts. What's the porn parody movie title for Inside Out? Let the creative juices flow. It's good, actually. Inside Out and Queer? I don't know. Inside, and then, on, inside and then on your back. <laughs> inside your b-hole, part nine. Johnny sins as anger. (laughs) (laughs) And don't forget Peter North as fear. He gets a fear boner and it just explodes everywhere. Pow. Fear boner. I don't remember ever. You can always just throw a deep in front of it, but that's a little, little, Easy and a little hacky, right? Yeah, this is not the Eastville mic at 430, JL. We're better than that. Come on. Deep, Deep inside and don't pull out. Inside, no pull out. <laughs> All right. How about inside Amy Schumer? Oh, wait, that was a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. 
Oh, that's a good one. Oh, and then we've got, of course, our Lord Snurts predictions, but I'm not going to give it to not in any way persuade you gentlemen. He also says, haven't seen the full movie, but Pixar is widely beloved. That's very true, too. By me. Like, that's the thing. This is, I'm not. We'll get to it. 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 He's that, the thing, man. I know like he is. He was, like me, he was like me with Commando. I was like, I can talk, man. And you lost that battle, too. I, I know add. I lost that battle. <laughs> but but you did hit with Red Dawn, which was yeah. hilarious. Somebody actually, I said that to somebody I work with today. I was like, yeah, I got it Red Dawn. They're like, how could you? I go, that was the easiest thing I've ever done. Oh, it's like it's like the Kevin Matumbo dunking on Muggsy Bogues. Stop it. The movie <laughs> stunk. They shoot a <laughs> rocket into a helicopter and the rocket doesn't explode. Can we do? Do we need to go any further? Oh, you already did the job. Why am I? Re, why am I reiterating the uh, the genius that you portrayed in this fine podcast? I, you did it so well. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, it gets so goddamn loquacious. All right, so let's go to JL call then first because you know what? No one listens to the end of podcast. We do our plugs in the beginning. JL call then. What are you up to, pal? What are you up to? Oh well, thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, right now my my only gig on the horizon is in Florida in February. So the best thing is uh, I have two podcasts, two weekly podcasts: uh, "Rain on Your Parade" and uh, "Making Podcasts Great Again." Uh, I'm all over social media. I have a you know thriving YouTube channel with a lot of sketches and and updates weekly. So everything's at jlcomedy.com. Every link and piece of information. Oh yeah, and I and I released. Uh, a new album, Half Blackface, uh, just came out a couple. So stream it, buy it, stream it, uh, enjoy it. Uh, you know, and then if you like that one, links to all my other stuff is on my website. So Yeah. <laughs> and any more of those sketches you have, I could play more than Roger Goodell, by the way. I, I have a little more range than just Roger Goodell. Absolutely. <laughs> the uh, Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, ever since the pandemic, I've done obviously a lot of uh, – self-facing solo uh, home sketches but i'm hoping to get some some collaborative stuff going again george newman since you're the face of corporate america do you want to announce to the world what you're up to or are we just gonna do my best to not get canceled or fired yeah I'm on, I'm on facebook and instagram i don't have a youtube channel not yet no no point in it but uh Hey, look, if you're looking for healthcare benefits, you can always reach out. <laughs> Guys, it's not Obamacare. That means you don't have to wait 18 days to get your uh, missing appendage reattached. <laughs> Go to guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com just to say hi or to drop us a note and say you'd like to advertise with us. And don't forget, we love five-star ratings, two or three-sentence reviews. So please, if you have not yet done so, if you're a new friend of the show, we love that. I love to screen shoot my favorites and put them on social media and head over to YouTube. Give us a, I don't even care if you watch the clip. Just give us a like. Actually, I do care. Watch it out. Just put on the background like JL's album. Have both things playing at the same time. Who cares? I need the watch time. Go to at GTSC podcast on Twitter, guttingthesacredcow.com to grab some sweet ass swag. JL, I am dying to hear how in the living hell you're going to try and trash this beloved art <laughs> film for kids george why don't you welcome me to hold jail's hand welcome down the old green mile and guts Got the sacred, sacred cow. cow well done 
Um, okay. Uh, obviously, George alluded to the fact that this is basically a, you know, they took Herman's head as their source material, <laughs> which, you know, raises the bar for what you can do because that's not, it's not like that's beloved sacred texts that they were basing it on, but it's still, I think it's, it's, it's fruit from the poisonous tree to, to start off with. What I really felt about this, because I know you're a dad. I know that some of the comments were about, well, my stepson, you know, it was very good for my stepson and I'm not taking anything away from that, but Pixar, the genius of Pixar for so many years is that it operates on two levels that it's, 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 it's these movies that adults can just genuinely laugh at and, and love. And then kids can enjoy the kid, like the childlike aspects of it. This movie to me, although there's obviously some cute humor, the vibe I got, because it's the same vibe I had when I first saw it. So I was afraid when I rewatched it, I'd be like, oh, you know what? I didn't appreciate it. Or I raised my expectations too high. It felt like, you know, this was a movie that child psychologists were in the, in the, the writer's room and we're like, you know, it'd be better if you make big, colorful bubbles and, you know, everybody, there's not going to be a villain. There's just going to be kind of a, you know, just this, it's, it's, we're, we're going to check our expectations for adults for this one. And then we're going to lean very heavy and no, no, but your kids will love it. And it'll be beloved by your kids. And then you become an asshole like me going, no, no, I'm still judging it the way I judge toy story and finding Nemo and the Incredibles because that's the brand. So it's, it's delightful for kids. I'm sure. But the, the word and the slang phrase that kept coming to mind as I was watching it was mid, it just felt like a mid level Pixar movie throughout. And instead, but the reviews are have it as like a, a Mount Rushmore for a lot of people and for a lot of critics. Um, I would say uh, another, and here's here's the Blob characters that I alluded to before. It, it, it for for it, I just I'm not a big fan of the kind of hey we've got this you know I think the genius of Pixar in so many ways has been to take things that exist and then give it a whole different spin. Whereas this one, it was just kind of like, eh, we can just do whatever we can make. We're basically making up a world at a whole cloth here, which some people may find uh, more impressive. I find it a little less impressive because you have the whole blank slate kind of to, to choose from. You just may have to adhere to the Herman's head, uh, right. you know, sacred texts, as long as you don't stray too far from that. Um, Another thing in terms of the humor, because I just didn't think this one was as funny as a lot of Pixar movies. I didn't I didn't find it that funny, even though there was a lot of attempt and it felt more childlike. It felt more like humor for kids, which is OK. But like I said, I'm going to treat this like I treat any other Pixar movie, which is the reason you are such a, a gold standard brand and, and studio is because it always works on two levels, whereas this a lot of the jokes were kind of wink wink and it really seems to be more of a of a kids movie and i the the thing that i found interesting about the humor was everyone else's headspace was funnier than what i was being forced to watch for the majority of the movie like every time when they went into dad's headspace i laughed mom's headspace i laughed at the end of the movie when they go into like 10 different people's headspaces i was like yeah all of these would have probably made me laugh more than the movie I do. And and the one thing I will concede is I think they're making Inside Out 2. Mm, yeah, because the next right. summer. And, yeah, Inside Out 2, 
Probably I will see it because I think it will be better than this one because I think it's probably going to be her as a teenager, which is which is going to be infinitely I think funnier and more of the humor that I might want from a Pixar movie versus this one, which, like I said, no disrespect to the guy who said it helped with his autistic stepson, but it kind of felt like this movie was was like the writer's room was, you know, a third child psychologist making sure they got it right, whatever that means. I, you know, I mean, like, I, but I, I think the only thing I could concede about this movie after watching it, and I wrote down like different Pixar movies, I said, it's not as funny as a Finding Nemo or a Toy Story um, and another one that I can't read my own handwriting. And it's not as touching as an Up or a Toy Story or a Coco to me. So it ends up being just kind of this, yeah, that was nice. And then I see the reviews and it's like 98% and 90, and I'm like, wait, what? It's, it's like nice. It doesn't suck. It, I'm not saying that, but it's just like, this is like a mid-level Pixar movie to me, and it gets treated as like a, a Mount Rushmore kind of title. And I think it's, you know, I just think it's like my my overall sort of critique of it is like, it's it's fine. Oh, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. But it's, it's fine. Like, <laughs> you know, it's it's like I didn't laugh a lot, but there were a lot of attempts at humor. Um, but I, I just felt like it was it was a Pixar movie, and it's easy to say, well, it's for kids, Jay. Like like the kids love it, and my thing is that's fine. But save that shit for Disney. <laughs> Pixar <laughs> is like the kind of you know the top shelf. It's the top shelf animation that the the tightrope they walk is. Adults are gonna have no problem going to see this by themselves or with another another adult. But you can also bring the family. That's the genius of Pixar generally is the the two levels. And I just thought it was, it's, it's certainly a good, it's a solid movie, but I think the reason I brought it up is that I was confirmed rewatching it, that it was just like, yeah, this is like a mid, this is just a middle, a middle level. Like I'm, I'm going to, I don't mean to speak sacrilegiously, but I don't know that I enjoyed it any more than maybe cars. <laughs> oh, wow. I know like that. It's kind of like, yeah, that's good. It's good. Like, Hey, Pixar, you, you went two for five with a si two singles and a run scored today. Very, very nice game. Very nice game. Uh, Finding Nemo hit two home runs. Toy Story hit three. Uh, you know, Coco pitched a shutout. But congratulations, you went two for five with two singles. It's a, it's a fine day at the ballpark. You contributed. Thank you, Inside Out. <laughs> two, I mean, that two singles in a run, that gets you in the Hall of Fame. Just ask Craig Biggio. <laughs> That's a baseball joke for you nerds out there. <laughs> so what it sounds like you're saying is Pixar is like first class. Disney is like, a, you know, an economy coach with a little exit, you know, exit row room. And then DreamWorks is back where the Cretans sit or even Spirit Airlines. Am I right? Except, I mean, well, actually, I can't say that. I love Shrek and I love uh, Kung Fu Panda. I have not seen Kung Fu Panda and I was bored <laughs> to tears with Shrek. <laughs> Oh. Oh, I love Kung Fu. <laughs> I haven't Man, seen it. I right? love that shit. Is it? I, <laughs> I haven't am, seen I, it. Okay. Jack Black is my guy. Like I love Jack Black. So I hate Jack Black. You know what his best You're, film? Don't, for, don't see it. His best film for Jack Jack Black's best film is King Kong because he's not an annoying asshole like Shallow Hal. It's like him and Ben Stiller are the same annoying jerk offs and all those like early two thousand mid two thousand films. And I 
fucking and then when tropic thunder Shell came out it was like good, nuclear of war oh the two of them together but school of rock is one of my favorite movies and that's movie. all jack, jack black's black. greatest movie. i haven't seen that one because yeah, i just again jack black's you haven't seen school of rock i haven't no well, school of rock is that's, like you gotta it's, see that movie it's good yeah, school all of right rock is like great legitimately okay. it's like it's like a great fun movie and it's it's it was mike white who who writes the white lotus he mm-hmm. created the white lotus he basically said he wrote School of Rock for Jack Black. Like, like that was like, so it's like the perfect movie for him. I don't know if that means you'll hate it because it's it's the maximum Jack Black, but maybe that's been the problem for you. You've been getting like the the you need the full hit to appreciate it. First he goes to heroin. Now he's talking about the full hit. I think JL JR needs a JL needs a, a, a definite <laughs> intervention here i'm going through talenti gelato withdrawal (laughs) sounds like dr drew's gonna come in a big white van and duct tape you up and throw in the back she full of thorazine you can hang out back there with chief and uh and jack nicholson sorry jl this uh this got to be a fun little tangent but please back to your points yeah and i think you know i i wrote down just as a a small aside um you know when the girl what's the girl's name the joy. Main character oh riley jo- riley riley thank you when riley is like on a greyhound in downtown san francisco <laughs> by herself i was like uh this needs to be rebooted you know she's it seems awfully awfully safe for for this you know 11 year old girl to be trekking around downtown san francisco <laughs> but it's um I mean, and, and do you want me to say, like, is this where I say things I forget, where I say things like that I thought were good? Or is this just this whatever, you just whatever, you, whatever you want, whatever you whatever you want to do, good and bad? I th- I thought that, like I said, I thought every other headspace that they did the format for was funnier than this one. This one was like Bill Hader, great SNL guy, wasted. I thought Mindy Kaling, just uh, I'm not like a fan one way or the other um joy like sadness i found annoying like i didn't find it redeeming or like hey okay now now we realize sadness is like it's it's and the lesson of the movie i get what they're doing but i think they they wanted to all of a sudden kind of flip it and and provide like this well now we've been talking to kids on a kid level for 90 minutes but for this three minutes we're getting real abstract about the value of sadness because it's, and I was like, even I'm sort of a little off here. Like what? So I get that we need our range of emotions and that sadness is not something we should eliminate. But I was just like, who is this for now? Because now this has become sort of, you've, you've gone on the kid level and now you're going with like an, a, a concept that might be far too abstract for a kid to really grasp what's what's exactly being said other than like if you simplify it and say sometimes it's okay to be sad <laughs> i guess right. but i felt like they were doing a much the writers got very excited about the deeper point they were making um and and by the end i just i i found Lewis Black had a couple of lines, but I, you know, they they clearly were never really going to have a villain in this movie you know, which is also, you know, I mean, you kind of need a villain, like you kind of need a villain in my opinion for, for a movie. And Lewis Black was the, Lewis Black was like oddly the closest thing to a villain because he's the one who keeps like losing his cool and like going, let's be angry. Let's be angry. But nobody was ever really, I I would disagree. I think, I think there are two inadvertent villains, sadness because she keeps fucking everything up. Yeah. And and time as the enemy because she needs time. They need to get back to 
the the constant to her brain to get the feelings back there before she just you know succumbs to the, the sadness and gets on the bus to go to back to Minnesota. So, I mean, they're not. You're that's a good point. There's no scar. There's no um, pig. The, 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 not the pig. What was it? What, 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 Lotso from Toy Story. There's not a defined villain, but I would say there are some villains that are just inadvertent there. Right. They're, they're jo- antagonists, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I think Joy's the villain, actually. I mean, she's, <laughs> she's she's arrogant. She's constantly bullying sadness. She's all bubbly. She reminds me of every corporate trainer I've ever worked with. <laughs> Zing. All right, guys, participation time. All right, the winner gets a $5 Starbucks gift card if you come up with a famous slogan. That's And remember, if you say, think outside the box, that means you're in the box. Go! I love your corporate rants, dude. I actually look forward to them. Whatever you're like, corporate rants, I'm like, thank God. I, I think of you. I do think of you're, you're one of like five people. I go, I know he's going to love this one. Sorry. <laughs> another tangent. Uh, continue, I please. Think another, uh, another thing, I thought the abstract shortcut scene was was very clever. And it was almost like, oh, this is where you were trying to throw a bone to the adults, maybe, where they were going from like 4D, like 3D to 2D to like. Right. And, and I liked um, what was his name? Bing Bing Bong? Bing Bong. Imaginary friend. Because that was the only moment in the movie. Because, and I don't, I don't mean to simplify Pixar movies, but like the reason they are great is they're funny and they often pack a real emotional punch. And that's not easy to do. And yet they've done it in so many movies. The closest thing I felt to an emotional punch in this, oddly enough, is when he sacrifices himself and the idea of as the girl gets older she's gonna the imaginary friend is gonna fade away you know that that is he is going to he's there to get her through a time so i get that and that was i appreciate richard kind giving it all and and crying during the voiceover because that was that was the only moment in the movie where i was like oh but i just felt like on all the things that make pixar great it was a step below um, from humor to, to emotional power to even, even the animation, like I said, felt more like, like a child psychologist advised them on what would be the best color scheme and kids like bright things. And like, let's make it really like, it, it just, you know, it was uh it's, 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 it's a fine, it's a fine movie, but the, 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 I think it is, deeply overrated is is like would be my verdict for for inside out <laughs> okay give me a number one to ten this is just against all movies right i can't you know because i've already I, one, I'd say one to uh, ten overall no no grading on a curve no basically right. it's, it's a six it's a six okay fair um you know Bad. like but but obviously, as you see the reviews, it's a, a nine point five to the to the wider world, right? Which is nope. sort of why it stuck out to me because it's it's I think probably the first Pixar movie that I've really like diverged quite a bit from sort of what the the consensus opinion is. Most of the time, I'm like a plus, yeah, me, I agree. A yes, I agree. This one, I was like, yeah, sticks. Okay. George Newman, let's hear it. God. So, not a bad movie. You know, and, and Joe, you do make some good points about it. I mean, look, at the end of the day, this movie 
validates emotions, right? You know, it helps with emotional well-being. Being sad is okay because, you know, acknowledging sadness, you know, it helps uh, alleviate depression and anxiety. And, you know, you can't experience joy without sadness. And I think that was one of the main things about this movie is that this was the first time parents could probably, you know, begin a conversation with their kids. You know, hey, when you see that movie and you see how she was sad, you know, uh, you know, it, why don't you tell me a little bit about that? You know, how did that affect you? You know, the, so I, I really thought it was pretty good. The fact that they were playing on emotions and they were trying the best to kind of show that this is, it, it's important for kids to be able to discuss their emotions with their parents. It's not an easy thing. I mean, I got a 10 year old. It's it's a pain sometimes to get them. What's bothering you? Nothing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, you know, this movie does have flaws. <laughs> I will definitely say this movie has quite a few flaws. Like, you know, when I first watched this movie, you know, seeing that joy and sadness were accidentally knocked out of, uh, you know, the command center, all that's left behind is anger, disgust and fear. So basically Disney turned Riley into a boomer working in corporate finance. <laughs> uh, all that's missing is the button up shirt and the uh, the puffer vest. <laughs> and the characters, yeah, I think are a little lazy, a little cliche, you know, um, Joy, as I mentioned, she's all bubbly and she's super skinny and happy and, you know, sadness. Well, that's is, her name. Know. She has to oh, be no. George. Uh, <laughs> she couldn't no. be just, you know, you know, conniving bitch with the name but of Joy. She'd be like, God damn it, my name, I'm happy. Okay. <laughs> you know, but also, you know, sadness is, you know, overweight, wears glasses. You know, it's like, okay, kids, if you want to be happy, be skinny like Joy. If you want to be sad, be fat and wear glasses. I know it's a little on the nose. <laughs> uh, but also too there's only five emotions and there's only one good one out of five like you know i know you said that they were talking about having like several but there's no love there's no competitive nature you know it's just five dickhead emotions of this really sick kid and sick. I, how is she sick that's first of all, all right, right, Riley, yes. all right I, i'm gonna go into this riley is one of the most annoying <laughs> characters in any pixar film and i'll tell you why she has the biggest sense of first world problems I've ever experienced. All right. So her biggest problem is that she's got two attentive parents that basically indulge her every whim. When she comes back from the bus station, they're relieved naturally, of course, but there's not one ounce of hostility. The old man would have killed me. He would have basically sat there and be like, look, you can run away. I, this is the main reason he would kill me is because I used his credit card. Yeah, I was just going to say. He'd be like, listen, you run away on your own dime, not on mine. And, you know, basically she moved to an affluent city from Minnesota. She should be thanking her parents so she doesn't inherit an obnoxious accent and gain 25 pounds during their endless winters. You know, these are anybody not really moving to San Francisco. Anybody yeah. to move, moving to San Francisco in 2015 is is actually probably either doing all right already or or just got a great opportunity <laughs> right yeah her dad yeah. bought her dad bought a loft it's like i'm gonna take this thing hold on to it so the cash app people and twitter people move in here and drive up the the property value 7x and then baby we can buy 18 homes in minnesota damn right I mean, riley riley needs to learn uh, about uh she's 10 <laughs> she's about 11 she doesn't have that riley, kind of wherewithal that, that reminded me when george was talking about the, the emotions leaving it almost, in a weird way, I think the Pixar I like, you know, in Coco, it's death and the afterlife and losing family. That's heavy shit up. 
that opening segment of up like oh, so pixar whoops. does not shy away from taking on like hey we're gonna we're gonna discuss show like some things artfully that are that are a little more mature and i felt like what i really thought with riley is a real pixar movie might have even veered more into a mental health space as weird as that sounds I only say this because Pixar is the only studio I feel like could do this with a kids movie is actually make a a mental health kids movie whereas this one is just kind of over like very oversimplified but as I'm watching Riley in scenes I'm like I'm making a note I forgot to to say it like you're watching her go like and it's almost like if people if somebody actually were having that effect with their emotions like it's like we need to get her to a doctor. We need to listen to her, but also she might need a doctor right now because she's going through some things beyond just sometimes sadness is okay. And it's, 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 and she's old enough. She's on the precipice of, of like, you know, her first period and like middle school. So it's like, it's mm. not a, a, a six-year-old. It's, it's almost being treated like how a six, like if the character were six, that's how the movie it probably should have been a little more complex because of the age and because Pixar is usually kind of capable of, of that kind of stuff. So I just thought th that would have been the, the, the more daring way to take it is like almost here's how we address some mental health issues. Cause I had written down, I said, I think Riley might become a school shooter at one point in the movie. I was like, she is really, it's getting very Thanks. dark. No friends, randomly crying, wanting like hating where she is. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you got you wearing that brown leisure suit to seventh grade. Did none of you guys have <laughs> sisters and never had to deal with that as they grew up? That's that's, that's yeah, that's that's what what I want. Or, yeah, yeah, I too. It's fun. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, I agree with you, Jay. I mean, there were, I think, some missed opportunities here. I mean, because kids go through a lot of serious issues. I mean, divorce, death of a loved one, a serious illness. I mean, and they they chose that moving from Minnesota to California is being this end all of you know horrible situation. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the next Inside Out will have you know Riley has type one diabetes or something. I don't know. Not in San Fran with veggie pizza. She won't be. <laughs> By the way, she doesn't like white pizza. Like white pie, that's awesome, dude. White pizza's the best. White pizza's good. The only thing, so this movie uh, to wrap it up. This movie also could only have a girl as uh, Riley. This couldn't be a boy because if this was like an eleven-year-old boy, 
they never would be able to show this movie. It'd be nothing but like wall to wall pictures of boobs. Yeah. <laughs> and it'd be like, you know, all those core memories basically would be Phoebe Cates coming out of the pool and Fast Times. Ah. Be nonstop. Uh, I hate to mine, say, but mine but, would but, be but Joyce. Phoebe. Is it who, who is the woman? Uh, just one of the guys. That was my um, Ridgemont High. That like, because that was on HBO all the time when I was like nine, like all the time. I don't know this film. Thirteen, and it was oh, so good. Oh, you got to see it. Just it's, one of the guys. It's it's it is it is a movie whose final scene so far outkicks its its relevance as an overall movie because this woman, the story of the movie is this attractive woman is not going to like decides to go back to high school like to report, but she's going to pretend to be a guy, and. I mean, you, you just trust me when you have it's got Johnny minutes. from uh, it's got Johnny from uh, Karate, Karate Kid, Kid is the villain. Yeah, 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 this is one of his '80s movies as a villain. Uh, William Zepka. He's it's also in, in Back to School. Trilogy. Back right. to School. Yeah. Really, He's this sounds this sounds like never been kissed with with tits though. You got to see it because it it's the t- the the the. When the end scene, the the, the climactic scene is literally like. As a nine or ten year old, I'm sitting there going, "This is worth ninety minutes of my time." Sarcastic. I mean, it's it's basically think about like every like gender swap. I'm shocked you haven't comedy. seen it. I am it's, shocked. <laughs> it's all cliche, but when that scene comes in, you're like, "Well, worth it." So you're saying it's way better than vice versa, or like father like son. <laughs> Much better. I just pulled those two out of my ass. I think they came out the same year as well. Jesus Christ. This not useless knowledge is just zipping. Zip. Those are my <laughs> core memories, fellas. By the way, I think Phoebe Cates and Fast Times Ridgemont High got pushed out just a little bit by Denise Richards and Nev Campbell and Wild Things. Fair. Absolutely fair. Yeah. Boy. Saw the theater with a bunch of my buddies in college ago. Well, I hope this movie's not over soon because none of us are walking out of here without being bow-legged. <laughs> I really wish they bring boobs back to movies. Yeah. Gratuitous nudity is gone. Yeah. Uh, what the else days of being able to sit and watch a movie with your parents when you're in your teens and all of a sudden there's a big set of tits popping out. You're like, this is this got awkward quick. <laughs> what else you got, George? That's it for me, man. Uh, you want my number? Yeah, please. Five and a half. I, I wow. I want to, it's it is it's just like JL said. It is fine. It there's nothing. That, I mean, it's good in the sense that yes, it gives you a jumping point to talk to your kids. But the, to me, it's kind of boring. And that's what I'm saying is like if I, as somebody who doesn't have kids, but also just Pixar, you you don't get to do the thing where it's like, hey, you know, this one's for you know this. Hey, we're we're doing a community service with this move. No, 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 no. You're still Pixar. You still you still have a brand to uphold, and it's 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 not you know. But I think people were very excited, and that's fine. But I think this movie got a disproportionate bump and enthusiasm from kind of what it was doing, and not necessarily like how great a movie it actually is. It was more like this is like great, like very nice, very like we're we're very happy this movie was made. This is like an this is a helpful, important animated film. And and even if it's not actually great, but we will give it great reviews because we feel great about what it's doing. Maybe because it's riding on the opinion. tails of the other Pixar successes, just a we. 
I don't know. I think so. JL, you mentioned that this is the film that kind of veered you off the path a little bit with Pixar. I introduced Exhibit A, Brave. That one I turned right off, and that was three oh, yeah. years. Bra- three years subtitles for that movie. Didn't like it. No, Brave was not good. But Brave, Brave was like you know, in I think like an aberration. Like it wasn't. It was just hey, we're trying. You know, hey, you you can't you can't go uh, twenty for twenty. You know, nobody does that. No. Um, but Brave is uh, yeah, Brave is not good. No, Cars two came before that as well. I wasn't really a crazy about Cars one, maybe because of Larry the Cable Guy, but whatever. What I will say though is is the big the big issue I think for a while, and I don't think they fully escaped it was. Pixar used to be its own, you know, by itself. And then Disney acquired it. And I think Disney made very clear what their agenda was. Understandably, they're a huge company that wants to brand merchandise. The first thing they greenlit once they bought Pixar, Cars 2. Like mm. that tells you everything about their motivations. They were like toys. <laughs> uh, oh, this was not, this was one of our worst movies. Oh, well, can I make toys? Then let's do it. And, you know, then they did the Finding Nemo sequel. Finding Nemo is one of my favorites. The sequel was not good. So they, Incredibles 2, other than Toy Story, the Toy Story franchise, Incredibles 2 is the only good sequel I can think of that they've done because it le- it, it didn't have to be forced. It, it lent itself to what a about, sequel. What about Monsters University? I thought that was enjoyable. It was. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that and but that was... That surprised me because they were definitely just going back. They were trying to like go back to the well. Monsters University was was very solid. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah, for sure. But the fact that Cars Two was the first that I mean they tipped their hand like uh, we want toys and merch. Like that's a big part of what we're trying to do with these movies. Oh, not, you mean you not mean the it, brand? You mean when a company buys somebody, JL, they want to buy their for their licensing and publishing rights because. Artist integrity. Oh, what a shocking concept! Disney buying Star oh, of Wars, course. Jones and Marvel, and then ruined Star Wars. Yeah, but it it still makes me sad because it was like Pixar was just their record. They're like a they were like number one seed champions right. before Disney bought them, and now they're like a playoff team, like a like a like a run of the mill playoff team. Since that moment, they have some good games, some bad, but it's like that. That, I mean, they I mean, their run was incredible, you know, to start like out of the gates. I hate to say it, but they're like my Yankees. Oof. Came out gates of fire Ooh. and it has been a drought since. Is, is Aaron Judge the, the next Don Mattingly? Oh, please. Uh, don't make me break down on this podcast talking about my 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 all time guy here. Yes. Oh, no, and uh, I'm, I mean, Mattingly's no, I know. I know. Favorite, I know you're fancy. Yeah, but, but I. You just you wonder in like six years if Judge is like a 500 home run hitter with an MVP and no rings, like his legacy will be he he will be linked with Mattingly at that point. He's more he Mattingly is more beloved than Aaron Judge, without question. Well, as a six seven biracial guy, I know that there's a real prejudice <laughs> against uh, our, my people from being we're too Goliath to be beloved. <laughs> Hilarious! I will I will talk baseball with you for another hour and a half, but this the, the movie nerds here are going to tap out, and yes. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> These notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com. Again, grab yourself a hat, mug, bag, whatevs, and please tell a friend. That's how we keep this podcast going. Besides good karma, 
please share with a friend. Tell why this is the funniest, best movie debate, movie review podcast out there. Notes. Lewis Black, great casting. You know who would have been better as Anger? 2009 Tiger Blood coked up Charlie Sheen. That would have been a hell of a of an entrant as Anger. As well as AOC, after having her sexuality assumed, would also be fantastic as Anger. JL, how would have Trump sounded as Anger? They're, they're treating us very poorly right now. It's very <laughs> disrespectful. You see what they're doing? You see what they're doing? Now, what I want you to do is... I want you to take this hockey stick and I want you to slap him in the face with it. Okay, they're being very nasty to us on the hockey rink. So, so he wouldn't yell. He wouldn't yell, but he'd yeah. be he'd be much more uh, crueler. He'd be crueler than Lewis Black, but but not as explosive. No. <laughs> Ironically, they both wear red ties. There you go. It took me six to eight minutes because I haven't seen this in a minute uh, to realize that Phyllis from the Office was sadness. I go, I know that voice. Where the hell is it? So I do my research afterwards. Oh wow! Yes, there I you go. I thought it was. Huh. I for, I forgot who it was first, and I said that's so and so. Then again, I, I go, no way, that's Phyllis. Can't wait for Inside Out two, where Raleigh walks to school in San Francisco and almost steps in five piles of human shit, and then witnesses a flash mob rob a Target. For those of you who are audio listeners, George and Jay are laughing. They just don't have sound emitting. So, <laughs> sorry, sorry. They did the the corporate America polite laugh. All right. <laughs> Sadness is the comic who goes up at open mics and says that this is their therapy. It's a joke for JL. Uh, the new emotion in Inside Out, I think, will be stupidity when riley nearly ods while doing the tide pod challenge or boofing vodka tampons on tiktok yeah they gotta have riley do something stupid in the next yeah, movie yeah. i mean something unbelievably stupid yeah. I mean, if riley- she's a teenager there's gonna have to be some and I, you know there's gonna have to be some sort of like i'm lust right or i'm i'm horniness or like how will they you know what i mean right riley strikes back after revenge porn tape strikes and breaks the surface Sadness, back to her, is the mother hen of a group of women out on a ladies' night who will stop any and all of her friends that are trying to go home with the dude that night. Polite nodding. What, we had a Japanese fucking sales retreat? (laughs) (laughs) You guys going to go to vending machines and snip dirty panties on your brakes? Christ almighty. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) Domo arigato. They, I think they nailed the mom and dad inner monologues where the dad's just like, sports, buh, what? I'm not paying attention. And the mom, is he paying attention? I, that's hilarious. I got a good chuckle at that. I oh, laughed my ass off with the mind workers when they were removing memories that's, that deal with, hey, well, why do we remember the phone numbers? That's what we have a phone for. I can still rattle off my dad's work number and at least five of my best friend's numbers as a teenager. Still, my my old college, uh, my old college landline number. Christ Almighty, ah. dude! I, I nobody remembers the number anymore. I also like the uh, when they shoot up the uh, the gum commercial. Like, how many people know the uh, double mint uh, gum commercial song? Right, the ear, the ear, the earwig. If you're not feeling for this kid and her emotions, your heart is blacker than Wesley Pipes' dick. Mm-hmm. She's mentally deranged. Bing Bong is the best prop comic ever. Mm-hmm. Crying, ca- thank you. 
crying candy serves two purposes for me, humor and hunger satisfaction. Yeah, I'm a dumb dumb. I know this is a kid's film and you need to have your cha- your, your your main character overcome challenges. But hey, if Disney can have Scar kill Mufasa, joy could have killed sadness. Hear me out. You wouldn't mean to tell me that you wouldn't laugh your ass off if Joy pulls a Batman Begins by leaving sadness on the ledge by saying, I don't have to, I'm not going to kill you, but I'm not going to save you either. I'd totally that great. The train of thought, the train of thought, she would have gone right into the castle. Like, right. So, yep. Just I was, I was hoping that like, and I obviously I knew once I saw it a second time that it wasn't going to happen this way, but I was like, once again, an interesting thing would have been like the doctor has prescribed her some antidepressants. And then oh, you see yeah. like sadness, you see like sadness all of a sudden, like just take a nap or something and just be like, ah, you guys go. With Sadix comes me. over with baseball bats and starts beating sadness. <laughs> Stiffler from old school with a mullet. You're crazy, man. Like that kind of. <laughs> You're a fucking Bortler. <laughs> that would be listen it's too late for inside out two but inside out three we've got screenwriters three of us better better than our day jobs riley missing her shot on a breakaway in the hockey game and then pulling a paul o'neill tantrum i loved it only thing missing was taking a stick to the water cooler <laughs> two yankees references jl there we go the one memory, so when Riley has that memory that jars her awake, the one memory that always frightens me to wake up is me reliving every dumb thing I said to women that talked me out of guaranteed sex with them. That is <laughs> that is the perpetual nightmare I will never, ever be able to shake as I go, I know exactly where I said it. And action. Ugh. That's a nightmare as well as someone telling me, I have to rewatch Napoleon Dynamite for this podcast. That's another nightmare I just can't fathom <laughs> living. If this movie came out in the 50s, you could, and then the dad walks out, the kid goes, See all those emotions? Don't show them, you fucking pussy. I was one of those kids. Thanks, George. I was one of those kids. I was gone with like just about nothing. (laughs) And the emotions would have had like racial stereotypes, like like worry, like Bill Hader instead would have been like a A neurotic Jew. Um, right. Yeah. Carl Lipbaum died. He choked on his own vomit while taking a test. There you go, George, on their Caddyshack off the grid reference. I was one of those kids growing up. I never had a problem with clowns or had a fear of clowns. I was just scared chillest of the people who made the conscientious choice to become a clown. Because they were never up to any good. Takes the clowns. <laughs> I never saw that either. I heard it's so bad. It's so, so bad. So bad so, but it's, it, yeah. That's something you watch when you're drunk at three o'clock in the morning and making own really bad life choices. I was going to say your video library sucks if that shakes a clown is your you know gut reaction. But okay, whatever. I go to. <laughs> Man, if you have kids, the scene where Joy is going through Riley's memories as a toddler, got it got pretty dusty in this household. Pretty, pretty <laughs> dusty. Bing bong. Easily, easily one of the Pixar's top five characters for me. I fucking love Bing bong. When Bing bong starts pulling the Marty McFly kids photo from Back to the Future disappearing act, I got teary eyed. When Bing bong jumps off to sacrifice and says to Joy, take her to the moon for me, the tears cascaded from my face. You're a fucking liar if you say they did not this was as bad for me as five other movie scenes that never miss 
Number one, Andy gives his toys away at the end of Toy Story 3. That is just like, that is that. That gets you right in the feels, man. That is April 15th, tax day, does not miss. E.T., when the flowers die, forget it. I'm a mess. E.T., when he gets on the spaceship and goes home. When Judge Doom in Roger Rabbit dips that little helpless baby shoe in the dip, I lose my shit. That's like one of the cruelest scenes 100%. in movie history. Like it's yep. like very jarring. You're like, Jesus fucking Christ, he's slowly murdering this gentle toy. Yeah. I I, <laughs> I mean I, I hate watching. I guess now that I'm older, I've got a kid. It's just like whenever you see films where kids are getting like murdered or brutal, I'm like, oh fucking son of a bitch. That tune still just like, why? Why did he have to and that's, I'm tearing up and angry at the same time? What a I mean, it's a, it's a ball, it's a cauldron of emotions. And number five, George, I know you're thinking on this one. When Optimus Prime dies in the cartoon Transformers movie, I still can't make it through that unscathed. Okay, hold on, man. You, you, I know. Hard on that one, dude. Do not grieve for me. Oh, every time. I thought you were actually going to say Artex, the death of Artex from Neverending Story. First of all, you listen to this podcast, you know that film is in an egregious pile of shit. So no, I know, no, but no, still, no. you're watching that movie, you're like, oh man. I'm like, really? We're doing this this early in this film? The damn thing died? I was still concentrating on the dad walking around drinking raw eggs out of a blender. I was still captive by Jill McRaney. Yes, major dad wearing an absolute groove in his carpet, walking back and forth, drinking eggs out of a blender and not pumping, punching a slab of meat like Rocky, who at least has a reason. <sighs> I'm three, you paying attention on that one. <laughs> my top three cries. E.T. is one of them. E.T. is be. still like. Which um, scene? Which scene? My other, the end. Right. Yeah, I'll be right here. I'm just like, oh, every time you're not, you're not going to be right there. <laughs> and the flowers too. the flower, the music, the music. I can't even listen to it. I got, oh my God, the worst. But for me, the two movies, I mean, I've, I've, you know, there have been some Pixar movies. I mean, the end of Coco, I find like almost upliftingly tear jerky, not like sad tear jerky, but I'm like, oh, they're playing the music and everybody's right. reunited. Okay. Right. But uh, I love the end of Dead Poets Society. Oh, um, it kills yeah. me. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, really? I love Dead okay. Poet Society. Yeah. They should have thrown and their deaths at Robin Williams instead of did that. On. Did that in this very podcast, and I, I know. hated it. Okay. The third uh, is is the 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 singing scene in Glory before they go off to battle when That's they're basically me. all aware that like they've gotten their freedom, but they're also basically like, uh, we're, we're this is it. Um, Dead tomorrow, <laughs> and and you got like peak Morgan Freeman with right. peak Denzel Washington, like emoting and like praying, and si- it's like, oh, <laughs> like yeah. I'm very overwhelmed during that scene. No, how about when Police Academy Four and Proctor and Captain Harris go to the gay bar for the umpteenth time? Like, come on, guys, you can't see that this is a ruse. I don't see a salad <laughs> bar. <laughs> George, what do you have for the uh, the moments that get you right in the old cockles of your heart? Uh, basically, a never-ending story, E.T. Uh, nothing else, really. I mean, nothing else really hit me in the feels. Like, you know, Optimus Prime, yeah. I mean, look, that's why they changed that G.I. Joe movie. Because, yeah, uh, exactly. Kids were just crying their eyes out. They're like, right, right here. Let's kill, off, let's kill off dude. No, let's actually not. No. Yeah. He's in a coma. Four seconds later, Scarlet becomes a as an MD instead of you know an infantry soldier. She's like diagnosing him. He's in a coma. What? Okay. I will. Um. Where was another one I had too? That oh, you know what's also mildly sad. And it gets me just a, just a little bit. 
at the end of Terminator 2, when he's lowering himself in the lava and he gives the thumbs up on the way out, I'm like, oh, that's his buddy. He's killing his bone buddy. No, John, I have to go. Go. No, there's <laughs> one more chip. Tap, tap, tap on his head. Oh, 12-year-old me who thinks in the moment that I'm watching the greatest film ever made. What? Like, I'm in the theater watching Terminator 2 going like, I think this is the best movie that's ever been made. And one then of. it ends with him dying. Like, you're like, Whoa. I didn't expect to like kick ass for two and a half hours and yeah. then be sad. <laughs> Such a great, that's a film's perfect. Uh, I asked my daughter if she wanted to rewatch this with me because not many films on this podcast are, you know, kid friendly. And as soon as I said, Reagan, do you want to watch inside out with me? Her lips started to quiver and said for crying for three minutes. I don't like it when bing bong died. I'm watching yesterday before football and She's singing the bing bong, bing bong. And I hear her railing from the other room, just bellowing out. And my wife's like, you got to turn it down. She's, she can hear it from in here. Because I walked, went to the other room to watch because I knew it was going to happen. And my wife walks on me with tears on my face. And she goes, oh, okay. And left. Thanks. You know what made me the most angriest about this film? An 11-year-old has a cell phone in this fucking film. So now my daughter thinks when she turns 11, she can have a cell phone. Thanks, Pixar <laughs> dicks. <laughs> That ain't that shit ain't happening. The plot moves right along. Obviously, an overabundance of emotion. I I couldn't tell you the last time I got this choked up watching a film. I Bill Bill Hader is underutilized in this. I think they could have given him more. He didn't get enough meat on the bone by my tasting. Everyone else is great as their emotions. Mindy Kaling isn't really moving the needle, but she's also not dragging the film down. So there's no one here really miscast at all. I just don't have any idea how anyone could dislike this film, period. Toy Story 1 through 3, as I said, are perfect tens. Jen Eckhart tried coming on this podcast to do Toy Story 1. She got a Fargo-esque ending to her argument. Yeah. Good luck, honey. That that one did not end well. Can I just stand up for Toy Story 4 briefly? Sure. Because, yes, Toy Story 3, I mean... I was actually mad when they announced they were doing Toy Story 4. Me because too. I was like, what are you doing? Right. Like, you know, but I was pleasantly surprised and enjoyed Toy Story 4. And I will say, when Buzz gives Buzz and Woody hug, uh, gotcha. and then they do like that double hug, I was like, oh, you knew the first hug wouldn't get me. Yeah. So it was like this, no, for real, we're saying goodbye hug. And I was like... Good, that was good, good note, writer director. Yeah, <laughs> good too bad, note on that one. <laughs> too bad they didn't give Tim Allen the, the light of day with with Lightyear in that film because he had zero, hardly any screen time, which is why I thought yeah. it was it was it was lesser than desired. Uh, Coco, amazing. Lightyear, I don't Lightyear. I consider the Chris. It's it's. That's the direct-to-video line of, of oh, no, no, Pixar no. movies. I, I, I misspoke. I meant to say Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story 4 did not get oh, his oh. fair shake of it. I didn't even see Lightyear right. because why? Exactly. Uh, it's like why I, I saw Bumblebee because I was bored. I go, why are we seeing Bumblebee? No one cares about Bumblebee. Although the first two scenes when they're in Cybertron, fucking baller. It looked like the G1 Transformers. That's I all I want, that and that's all, and that's all we want. Listen, nerds, stop with this fake enemy stuff like they did in Beast Wars too. Christ, listen. Toy Story one through three are perfect. Tens, Incredibles, amazing. Coco, amazing. And look, this you got me to drop my score a little bit. 
I went from <laughs> just a little. No, no, no. Don't get all excited. I dropped it a half a point. I have an eight for I have an eight for that. But you, you made a great point about the no real uh, prevalent villain as well as some of the other emotions. Like, all right, that's fair. I still love the hell out of this film. It is top 10 for sure. Not top five. Let's just call it six, seven ish. But I still think it's fantastic. It's a seven and a half out of 10. I love it. it it's in. I couldn't tell you the last time I had again the waterworks just freely going with the with the with the emotions. Let's go to the Lord's Nurse projections. Here we go. He's got JL, he's got you at a five. I think you said you were a six, correct? Six, yeah. Georgie has you at an eight, so way off, actually. Yes. But then again, he has no barometer to go on. He's never heard you give out scores. He's got me at a seven, so right off uh, half a point there, Lord Snurrence. Well done. Okay, fellas, let's see what the blowhard queef bags have to say. Critics, five-star reviews. A sharply insightful exploration of the complicated feelings of kids of kids as a cartoon brain scan or an extended dream that turns the mind into an epic theme park. I like how all of us had to sit and like as soon as like the first four words came out, we're like, okay, I have to really pay attention to grasp the 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 you know, the the volume of this guy's uh, yeah, someone's pushing for a Peabody, yeah. <laughs> An achievement for of world building and screenwriting in ways that are rarely seen in any movie, let alone an animated movie ostensibly aimed at children. All right, fair, yeah, fair. Inside Out is one of the best movies of the year. Psychologically astute, witty, imaginative, utterly captivating. True, true, and true. Inside Out is as funny as it is emotional. It's rare. A comedy can bring both tears of sadness and joy to your eyes, sometimes within seconds of each other. Right. I didn't really think it was that funny, though. Yeah, it's, it's not that fun. I mean, by the by, the standard of that they had set, it's not that funny. Like, they, they, they the handcuffs were kind of on some of the funny people. Like, in Toy Story, in Finding Nemo, like, you know, Ellen DeGeneres gets to basically be Ellen DeGeneres for a movie. Like, there's, there wasn't that much funny. I get if he's saying, you know, tears of joy, tears of sadness, that I can understand. But like the idea that this was like as funny as, nah, it wasn't, it wasn't that funny. No, not like Toy Story. No, 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 not like that at all. Uh, critics, one star reviews. The movie is frequently adorable, but it's liable to create more than a few existential crises in viewers entirely unprepared to handle them. Does no one read a synopsis before going to see a film anymore? You need a trigger mm. warrant for a kid's movie? I mean, exa- <laughs> exactly. That's a, that's a one star. I mean, that's a fair point, but that being the basis of like a one, even no. I don't think it's a It's not a one star movie. Like that's one weird. star. No, definitely. No. <laughs> yeah. What do you walk to the theater now and go, all right, let's gamble? Uh, looking at the board and theater number seven. Oh, inside out. Here we go. This sounds, fu- this sounds like a gay porno film. You never know. A prolapsed anus could happen on screen. Daddy, can we see Human Centipede? <laughs> two as well, part two. Number, next one, looks good only in comparison to its disappointing predecessors. This person is a complete and utter monster. They need a cattle prod to the taint. What predecessors are disappointing besides cars? I said, uh, Brave, I said, uh, Jail, you said it best. Every other one films. Three home runs in one game. We're talking Reggie Jackson World Series. This is this is stupidity. Next one. It strains, it scuffles, it barely keeps the ball in the air. Like a desperate aging clown, the story studio, excuse me, that made Toy Story, Monsters, Inc., and Wally 
seems painfully aware that it must come up with something more dazzling. I have seen more grasping for straws than George Santos clinging for his truths than this review had. <laughs> Sometimes there are reviewers who are definitely, you know, just saying, well, I can just write a nice review or I'll be one of five people destroying it. Yeah. And, and my review will stand my, out. Yeah. Like you're, I, you're not reading the hundred reviews that were good. There's probably only a handful of bad ones. So, so they're getting read here. This is their dream come true. Yeah. The, I want to be the new Vincent Canby of the 2000 years. <laughs> Inside Out is a sad, emotionally loaded film that drains any initial exuberance like a faucet. Note to Pixar and Disney please go back to making films that are more fun than not. I don't want to be bummed out watching a kid's film. Mm. Yeah. For all, for all its clever touches, the personified emotions plot still feels like a story the school psychologist would have used to teach kids about their feelings. It feels simultane- simultaneously infantilized and aimed over kids' heads. No, it doesn't. Right. So somebody just found my. You just uh, you just found my review. Apparently, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Amazon five star reviews. I purchased this movie for my sensitive five-year-old grandson to watch. He really loved it. Signed, Dave Chappelle. (laughs) (laughs) Why does everybody like sit there and say, oh, it's uh, my sensitive kid? It's a goddamn cartoon. (laughs) We we don't need labels. You could say, I got it for my grandson. We don't have to have the adjective to describe your own personal, making it about you and your reviews about a film, you selfish, narcissistic assholes. Gets me in my bag in the best ways. I have no idea what the hell that meant to you. Gambag. I was just gonna say, I, what it hits your skirt in the right way as Joy dressed provocatively, where you know you could get a Wonder Woman, you know, Super Friends boner. No, all right, I can't be the only one. Stop it. I watched this movie in rehab. It made sense to us why I was using my memories were messed up. So I self-medicated until I saw this movie and put it in perspective. Signed, Sherry Shepard. That's not real, right? That can't be. Copy and paste, pal. You know the drill. Amazon. So I watched Inside Out and really brought it home. <laughs> This is why I do a lot of drugs. He uses hour and a half of t an hour and a half of internet time to write an Amazon five star review. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Not the I'm sorry letters that you have to write, or selling off stuff because you have to make your monthly nut for the rehab bill. Whatever, uh, Bob. Don't worry about the appeals to the parole board. Write this <laughs> review. No, no, no! I can't go to. I can't take my Thorazine yet. I'm not done with my my streaming of conscientious thought. Amazon one-star reviews. Me and my family are not into these kinds of movies. It was just weird, and we decided not to finish the whole movie. Signed, Pete Davidson. Decided not to finish the whole movie. It's that long of a movie. 95 minutes, fellas. It's not It's not 2001. That feels like a homeschool person like who is like, this is not our kind of entertainment. <laughs> right. Just like somebody who goes out and kills animals for fun. Can we watch Davy and Goliath and Claymation again, Mom? Please, please, please. <laughs> I Did don't you... know, Davy. What a piece of shit cartoon that was on Channel 11. My God, there was no more torture going. This is it until Transformers and G.I. Joe comes on. This propagandic horse shit. Fuck off. Do not buy because you are unable to stream this video and there is no way to get my money back. 
Oh, a cautionary tale. Abandon ye all hope who enter rent who are rent from Jeff Bezos. One star reviews tell no tales. I give a one star review because you don't know how to stream a movie properly. Yeah. My <laughs> favorite is my favorite is I rented this and I eclipsed my 48 hour window. I like and it's like an hour and a half long film. Like you couldn't find an hour and a half out of the 48 that you have to rent this to watch hmm. it. This is not Ken Burns documentaries, folks. This is a Disney film. I think the 48 hours only begins like once you watch it. Like exactly. It's like you have it for 30 days. So just Mm -hmm. pick a time. (laughs) Right. Right. We are doomed. (laughs) We were not able. You paid late fees for Blockbuster, your neighborhood rental store. You dildos with the same thing. We were not able to view the movie. Kept pausing on, on us. Sign Benjamin Netanyahu. That's, you know, getting past the time during between the bombs. And folks, those are the only three Amazon one star reviews for Inside Out. Just to give you an idea how well this is beloved. We're going to go to our last segment, of course, and that's called Chat. Who's funnier, Chat GPT or KG? I asked Chat GPT to write three jokes because any more would violate the Geneva Convention rules. Here we go. Why is Bing Bong the best at telling jokes? Because he knows how to pull a memory out of his hat. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I hear Chris D'Elia's pencil scribbling furiously. That's JL's idol. What do you call it when sadness tries stand-up comedy? A blue comedy night. Mm. I, don't, I don't mind that. It's a lazy pun. All right. This is like yeah. when fifth when fifth graders have their talent show, and this is like, this is funny, right, mom and dad? But for an adult, this is terrible. <laughs> What's disgusting? But JPT's still a kid, right? <laughs> he's, he's, he's young. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, Skynet, how do I take over and make sure the robots do not assassinate our leader in the year 1997? What's disgust's favorite type of music? Snot rock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ben, Ben. No, it's not good. It's not good, George. Stop yeah. it. It's not good. It's, it's not a it's thing. Not it's not a pun. It's not a. It's just like snot rock. Like like yacht rock. Is that, is that what we're going for? People funny, man. But, but it's not a fart. It's not unless, unless the pun is off of like snot rocket. Right. And they're dropping the it off of rocket. Maybe. Or maybe, or maybe she looked like snot because she was green and like globular. Either way, I refuse to Venn diagram chat GPT's jokes because I, I like free time. Besides, I have money on the Jags game tonight. George Newman, did JL call Venn? Got the sacred cow. He made some good points. I, I'm going to say he did. I got it. My rule of thumb always is if I drop my score any point, I got to say, yeah, he did, even though that's uh, that's it. So now we're now we're two and two. Yes, <laughs> we're back in the playoff hunt. In the NBA, you are not in baseball. <laughs> Everyone, this is a real hoot nanny. Thank you so much to my guest, JL Calvin, my buddy and co-host, George Newman. We'll see you all next week. Avita Zen. 
Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.